This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Nehemiah chapter 7, verses 66 through Nehemiah chapter 9. The entire group numbered 42,360, not counting their 7,337 male and female servants. They also had 245 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family leaders contributed to the work. The governor contributed to the treasury 1,000 gold drachmas, 50 bowls, and 530 priestly garments. Some of the family leaders gave to the project treasury 20,000 gold drachmas and 2,200 silver minas. What the rest of the people gave amounted to 20,000 gold drachmas, 2,000 silver minas, and 67 priestly garments. The priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all the rest of Israel lived in their cities. The people respond to the reading of the law. When the seventh month arrived and the Israelites were settled in their towns. Nehemiah chapter 8. All the people gathered together in the plaza which was in front of the water gate, they asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, which included men and women, and all those able to understand what they heard. This happened on the first day of the seventh month. So he read it before the plaza in front of the water gate from dawn till noon, before the men and women and those children who could understand. All the people were eager to hear the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a towering wooden platform constructed for this purpose. Standing near him on his right were Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah. On his left were Padiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbarana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book in plain view of all the people, for he was elevated above all the people. When he opened the book, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people replied, Amen, Amen. As they lifted their hands, then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Jeshua, Benai, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Messiah, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, and Paliah. 
all of whom were Levites, were teaching the people the law, as the people remained standing. They read from the book of God's law, explaining it and imparting insight. Thus the people gained understanding from what was read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priestly scribe, and the Levites, who were imparting understanding to the people, said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the law. He said to them, Go and eat delicacies and drink sweet drinks and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Then the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not grieve. So all the people departed to eat and drink and to share their food with others and to enjoy tremendous joy, for they had gained insight in the matters that had been made known to them. On the second day of the month, the family leaders met with Ezra the scribe, together with all the people, the priests, and the Levites, to consider the words of the law. They discovered, written in the law, that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in temporary shelters during the festival of the seventh month, and that they should make a proclamation and disseminate this message in all their cities and in Jerusalem. Go to the hill country and bring back olive branches and branches of wild olive trees, myrtle trees, date palms, and other leafy trees to construct temporary shelters as it is written. So the people went out and brought these things back and constructed temporary shelters for themselves, each on the roof, and in his courtyard, and in the courtyards of the temple of God, and in the plaza of the water gate, and the plaza of the Ephraim gate. So all the assembly, which had returned from the exile, constructed temporary shelters and lived in them. The Israelites had not done so from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day. Everyone experienced very great joy. Ezra read in the book of the law of God, day by day, from the first day to the last. They observed the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day, they held an assembly, as was required. Nehemiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. The people acknowledged their sin before God. On the twenty-fourth day of this same month, the Israelites assembled. They were fasting and wearing sackcloth, their heads covered with dust. Those truly of Israelite descent separated from all the foreigners standing and confessing their sins and the iniquities of their ancestors. For one-fourth of the day they stood in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God. And for another fourth they were confessing their sins and worshiping the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Jeshua, Binu, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kanani stood on the steps and called out loudly to the Lord their God. The Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashemniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shabaniah, and Pathiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God. May you be blessed, O Lord our God, from age to age. May your glorious name be blessed. May it be lifted up above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, along with all their multitude of stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You impart life to them all, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram and brought him forth from Ur of the Chaldeans. You changed his name to Abraham. When you perceived that his heart was faithful toward you, you established a covenant with him to give his descendants the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and the Girgashites. You have fulfilled your promise, for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cry at the Red Sea. You performed awesome signs against Pharaoh, against his servants, and against all the people of his land, for you knew that the Egyptians had acted presumptuously against them. 
You made for yourself a name that is celebrated to this day. You split the sea before them, and they crossed through the sea on dry ground. But you threw their pursuers into the depths like a stone into surging waters. You guided them with a pillar of cloud by day and with a pillar of fire by night to illumine for them the path they were to travel. You came down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven. You provided them with just judgments, true laws, and good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath. You issued commandments, statutes, and laws to them through Moses, your servant. You provided bread from heaven for them in their time of hunger, and you brought forth water from the rock for them in their time of thirst. You told them to enter in order to possess the land that you had sworn to give them. But they, our ancestors, behaved presumptuously. They rebelled and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and did not recall your miracles that you had performed among them. Instead, they rebelled and appointed a leader to return to their bondage in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and unfailing in your loyal love. You did not abandon them, even when they made a cast image of a calf for themselves and said, This is your God who brought you up from Egypt or when they committed atrocious blasphemies. Due to your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud did not stop guiding them in the path by day, nor did the pillar of fire stop illuminating for them by night, the path on which they should travel. You imparted your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths. You provided water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them. Even in the wilderness, they never lacked anything. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. You gave them kingdoms and peoples, and you allocated them to every corner of the land. They inherited the land of King Sihon of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of the sky. You brought them to the land you had told their ancestors to enter in order to possess. Their descendants entered and possessed the land. You subdued before them the Canaanites, who were the inhabitants of the land. You delivered them into their hand together with their kings and the peoples of the land, to deal with as they pleased. They captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took possession of houses full of all sorts of good things, wells previously dug, vineyards, olive trees, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate until they were full and grew fat. They enjoyed to the full your great goodness. Nonetheless, they grew disobedient and rebelled against you. They disregarded your law. They killed your prophets who had solemnly admonished them in order to cause them to return to you. They committed atrocious blasphemies. Therefore, you delivered them into the hand of their adversaries who oppressed them. But in the time of their distress, they called to you, and you heard from heaven. In your abundant compassion, you provided them with deliverers to rescue them from their adversaries. Then, when they were at rest again, they went back to doing evil before you. Then you abandoned them to their enemies, and they gained dominion over them. When they again cried out to you in your compassion, you heard from heaven and rescued them time and again, and you solemnly admonished them in order to return them to your law. But they behaved presumptuously and did not obey your commandments. They sinned against your ordinances, those by which an individual, if he obeys them, will live. They boldly turned from you. They rebelled and did not obey. You prolonged your kindness with them for many years, and you solemnly admonished them by your spirit, through your prophets. Still, they paid no attention, so you delivered them into the hands of the neighboring peoples. However, due to your abundant mercy, you did not do away with them altogether. You did not abandon them, for you are a merciful and compassionate God. So now, 
our God, the great, powerful, and awesome God who keeps covenant fidelity, do not regard as inconsequential all the hardship that has befallen us, our kings, our leaders, our priests, our prophets, our ancestors, and all your people from the days of the kings of Assyria until this very day. You are righteous with regard to all that has happened to us, for you have acted faithfully. It is we who have been in the wrong. Our kings, our leaders, our priests, and our ancestors have not kept your law. They have not paid attention to your commandments or your testimonies by which you have solemnly admonished them, even when they were in their kingdom and benefiting from your incredible goodness that you had lavished on them in the spacious and fertile land you had set before them. They did not serve you, nor did they turn from their evil practices. So today, we are slaves. In the very land you gave to our ancestors to eat its fruit and to enjoy its good things, we are slaves. Its abundant produce goes to the kings you have placed over us due to our sins. They rule over our bodies and our livestock as they see fit, and we are in great distress. The people pledge to be faithful. Because of all this, we are entering into a binding covenant in written form. Our leaders, our Levites, and our priests have affixed their names on the sealed document. New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 26 through 40, church order. What should you do then, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each one has a song, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all these things be done for the strengthening of the church. If someone speaks in a tongue, it should be two, or at the most three, one after the other, and someone must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, he should be silent in the church. Let him speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should evaluate what is said. And if someone sitting down receives a revelation, the person who is speaking should conclude. For you can all prophesy one after another, so all can learn and be encouraged. Indeed, the spirits of the prophet are subject to the prophets, for God is not characterized by disorder but by peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should be silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak. Rather, let them be in submission, as in fact the law says. If they want to find out about something, they should ask their husbands at home because it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in church. Did the word of God begin with you or did it come to you alone? If anyone considers himself a prophet or spiritual person, he should acknowledge that what I write to you is the Lord's command. If someone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So then, brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy. and Do not forbid anyone from speaking in tongues and do everything in a decent and orderly manner. Revelation chapter 10, the angel with the little scroll. Then I saw another powerful angel descending from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun and his legs were like pillars of fire. He held in his hand a little scroll that was open, and he put his right foot on the sea and his left on the land. Then he shouted in a loud voice like a lion roaring, and when he shouted, the seven thunders sounded their voices. When the seven thunders spoke, I was preparing to write, but just then I heard a voice from heaven say, Seal up what the seven thunders spoke and do not write it down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven 
and what is in it, and the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh angel is about to blow his trumpet, the mystery of God is completed, just as he has proclaimed to his servants the prophets. Then the voice I had heard from heaven began to speak to me again. Go and take the open scroll in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, take the scroll and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. So I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. And it did taste as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. Then they told me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Covenant-keeping God, I thank you for your word. Uh, thank you, O oh God, for the passages um, here in Nehemiah, O oh God, that just demonstrate, O oh God, the ways, well, the consequences, O oh God, even the, gener- the generational consequences for sin, O oh God, just hearing the Israelites say that we are slaves in the very land that you actually gave over to our people, to our ancestors, to live in a spacious and wide open land. But we are now slaves because of the sins of their ancestors, the sins of their fathers, whom you had given them over to the enemies because of um, of that sin and unrepentant sin, oh God. But I thank you, oh Lord, that we, in these passages, we see a really a blueprint, oh God, on how we ought to confess our sins, but also recall your goodness toward us as we're reading, oh God, about just the, really the redemptive history, oh God, and the ways, oh God, that you have intervened, the way that you have delivered, the way that you have cared, the way that your um, compassionate love and faithfulness abounded to the Israelites, oh God, as they were in Egypt and taking them out of Egypt and upholding them, oh God, in the wilderness um, and providing manna for them and quail and the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by day to guide. Lord, thank you, O oh God, that we too have historical receipts of your goodness toward us. God, would you help us to not be a forgetful people? Would you help us, O oh God, to recall your goodness toward us, O oh God, to practice gratitude toward you, to thank you for everything in our lives, small and or great, O oh God? Would you help us, O oh God, to go through the roll call of our own history? In our lives, oh God, so that we uh, might be careful to obey you, that we might continue to walk in the paths, oh God, that you have laid out for us, oh God, that we will be a people that seek your glory, oh God, in the good of our neighbors, oh God. Um, and I just thank you, oh Lord, that um, one day, oh God, we will see you face to face, oh God. And I pray, oh God, that you would give us, oh God, the Spirit, that the Spirit will continue to empower us to endure until the very end, O oh God, and that as we are in, uh, as we worship and we gather uh, together with the other saints, and we remember that you really are a God of uh, decency and order, <laughs> and, that you, and that you have a particular uh, way, O oh God, that we ought to demonstrate the gifts that we have been given by the Spirit of God, whether it's prophecy, words of knowledge, um, speaking in tongues, that they're all meant to be done in a particular order. And that those gifts, those prophetic gifts are subject to the spirit of the prophets, oh God. So would you help us to be people that are humble, 
that our boast would not be in our spiritual gifts, oh God, which you give to us by the power of your Holy Spirit and through your grace, but our boast would be in the Lord alone, oh God. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh, 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 oh,